Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast with Bobby and Steve. It's been an interesting week. I don't have a lot to talk about. We didn't get a lot of feedback from anybody. So it's kind of, um, we're hoping that everybody's still listening and still paying attention. I mean, we're getting the downloads, but we're not getting comments or questions or reviews. So people communicate with us. That's what this is all about, right? Like, do I need to, what would what, you call it? Break that wall down? What was it? The, <laughs> the fourth wall. The fourth wall. I like, look at, communicate with us. Anyways, so uh, this week, episode 11, we're going to do being, being cr- a godly man. Godly man, Christian men. Christian man. Man up. That's what we're going to call it. I know that we <laughs> talked about it before and Bobby was like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. No, man up, man up guys. And, uh, so we're not trying to exclude ladies. Right? No, no, I don't want to exclude any ladies. This might, if yes, it's directed towards men, but you might hear something in this that you might be single. You might look at this and be like, man, that's the kind of man I want. Yeah. Or, um, ladies who are married or you have a son or a brother, an uncle, a dad that you want to be more Christian-like, this is what we're going for. Yeah, maybe this is something that you can send them or, you know what I mean, kind of have an idea. You know, and, and here's the thing too, um, you know, especially moms, if you're raising boys, here's the big thing too, because the the man is in the boy. So, you know, and I know for, I don't know about you, but I know for me, you know what I mean, I might have been uh, the husband in my family. But I was not leading my family the way I should have been leading, you oh, for know, sure. especially before I got saved, you know, so. For sure. So we're going to get started. We're going to jump into this. Bobby's, I want to read something right before. Uh, he's been dying to read this for like weeks, guys. So, <laughs> so here, here we go. <laughs> when Jack woke up to people screaming, he was jolted back into reality and it took him only a split second to realize this wasn't a dream. His wife, Sarah, had reached over to try steering the minivan back onto the road but she had overcompensated, swerving past their lane and into oncoming traffic. A guy in a pickup truck laid on his horn and quickly maneuvered off the road, barely missing them. Watch out, Jack yelled as he once again grabbed the wheel. But Sarah's hand still gripped it tightly as she swung the vehicle back across the lane to the right, again overcorrecting and veering off the road and onto the other side. The rapid thumping of the road deflectors under the tires was soon replaced by the sound of guardrails scraping down the side of their van. Jack flinched as the road sign quickly took out the right side view mirror. All three of their children in the back seat began crying hysterically as the car sped toward a sharp turn in the road where a single railing was the only thing keeping them from plummeting over the dirt embankment. Let go, Sarah, I got it. Everything went into slow motion. Jack in shock turned to his wife who was pale white with a look of intense fear in her eyes, hands fused to the wheel as she and her husband both fought almost against each other to control the car's path. His eyes darted up toward the rearview mirror to see the panic-stricken faces of his children he loved more than any others in the world. Reality began settling into Jack's mind. He had fallen asleep at the wheel. He knew that this was the reason why his whole family was about to die. But he also knew that the cause of their current crisis was the key to their potential rescue, himself. With a knee-jerk reaction, Jack hit the brakes, sending the car sliding on, on the pavement, throwing everybody's body forward, looking in their, locking in their seatbelts around them like a vice. 
Burning out the tires, he screeched to a halt within inches of the guardrail overlooking the long drop-off. As everyone rocked back and forth into their seats, Jack stared over the hood in shock at the catastrophe his entire family had mere seconds from experiencing. His wife and kids were speechless. Jack sat silently, repressing his emotional rush of guilt mixed with relief. Sarah unlocked her seatbelt, wrapped her arms around him, and buried her head into his chest, sobbing in relief. His children also continued to cry as Jack whispered, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, over and over again. Fear, gratitude, trauma, prayer. Sarah cycled through every emotional response in her system. She was still a mess, very slowly staring to pull herself together. Then finally, with her heart rhythm beginning to lessen, color returning to her cheeks, she looked up at Jack through tear-filled eyes and whispered words he would never forget. Please don't ever do that again. This vivid story illustrates where countless men are today, disengaged and drifting. They have been given the position of leadership over their families and have been placed in the driver's seat, but over time they have been lulled into a dream by their own passivity and the allures of a dark, seductive culture. In this dream world, men often feel permission to be irresponsible, immature, and carelessly negligent in their roles as husbands and fathers. In the meantime, they have placed their families in a moral and spiritual danger, threatening their marriages, their children, and their faith. They don't realize that they can't have it both ways. As a result, the mothers of their children become the ones who, by default and necessity, are carrying the weight of the family on their shoulders in order to survive. These women are stressed out and longing for the man in their lives to wake up, rescue them, and grab the wheel again. That's why before it's too late, we're sounding the call and asking men if they are awake at the wheel, or more importantly, to see if they even realize that they are in the driver's seat at all. And that's a, uh, like the beginning of a book called The Resolution for Men that came from uh, the movie Courageous, if you've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. That one you made me watch that I cried <laughs> watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think, it, you know, it just gives a perfect illustration where, you know, I you know even in my life, you know what I mean? Like I said, like I remember being a husband, being a father, but I was not leading. You know what I mean? And I think too many, too many times we, we take on a role, we take, we, you know, like we get this position and uh, we live by accident. Just we wake up every day and then we go to bed and we like lay our heads down thinking, what did I do today? What did I accomplish? Right. And I think a lot of it has to do with the culture that we live in now. I mean, the, all the stuff with genders and I mean, you can pick whatever you want to be. So like what importance is it to be a man, right? Because if anybody can pick to be a man, then what importance is it? And I think that so much of culture has influenced men today into being just like you said, like wake up, go to work. I'm going to earn the money, bring home the bacon, right? Or whatever the case may be and go about business. Uh, oh, and hey, wife, that's your job, the kids. I'm going to come, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to sit on the couch, watch TV, and I'm going to go to bed. And they're missing so much more. Right? Yeah, for sure. You know, and you, I mean, we even look at it in the beginning of the Bible, right? You look at Adam, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it was like the serpent went to Eve. Like he was trying to uh, do away with the roles of the family, you know, where Adam was a leader. He was trying to put, you know, Eve in charge, kind of. You know what I mean? Where she was the one that was taking the reins and Adam just kind of stood by. I mean, and obviously the Bible doesn't give us over like too much detail. You know what I mean? And we're going to have to kind of like interject some things. But you know what I mean? Why didn't he do more? Why didn't he step up? Why did he allow her to make that decision? Why did he allow her to, you know, 
even even be around the fruit. I mean, the reason why she's talking to Snake obviously just boggles my mind, and you know what I mean. Right. But obviously, that was probably just who knows back then. Maybe it was just normal place for whatever was going on. But like, why would he even let her be tempted with that? Right. You know what I mean. And I think that's that's a role, and I, that's what I I like about the story in the sense where it's like, dude, wake up. You know what I mean? Like, are you are you paying attention to what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, look at your life. And you know, I've gotten calls over you know over the years, you know, where guys will call and it's like, you know, they're crying because this stuff is going on in their life and they've just made a mess of it. And it's like, now it's too late. It's like this guy, right? It's like, dude, now your family is about to go over the cliff, you know? And it's like, now you want to try to, you know, seek help. Now you're trying to wake up and it's like, this could all be avoided. You know what I mean? And I look at even in my life, you know what I mean? Like a lot of things could have been avoided, but I just went with the flow. You know what I mean? And I, and I never really grew up. And that's why even with, um, with premarital counseling, you know, when, when I, uh, do counseling for, for engaged couples, man, I just think back to the, the time that, you know, Deanna and I were engaged and it was like, man, if somebody would have sat down and really talked to me about what it meant to be a, a man, like, dude, I, I would have thought about things so much more differently. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that, I mean, that has a lot to do with it too. Like that's what being fathers is about, right? And you said something that really like uh, going through some scriptures preparing for this that um, kind of just jumped out to me right now. It's First uh, Corinthians thirteen eleven. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's a, that's being a man, right? Like, hey, I need to take responsibility. I need to put away all these childish things, all these these things that I'm allowing to control my life and be the godly man that I'm supposed to be. Yeah, and you know, you take these things in, in into play and it's like you just fuse them in, you know. Right. Um like I think of I think of guys I I know my kids have friends where their dads are still like they get home from work and they just play video games. You know what I mean? Like they don't even engage with their kids and it's like I'll play video games with my kids every once in a while. Not all the time. You know what I mean? Right. But I'll go in back there and you know what I mean? I'll my my boy Pastor Ryan. You know what I mean? Like we'll call each other up and like him and his son are playing and and then we'll, you know, we'll get on and, and we'll battle out and we'll, you know, do for like an hour or so and then get off and then it's back to whatever. And it's like I'm trying to spend time with my kids in a realm and meet them and trying to do those things. Cause I used to do that. You know what I mean? But man, I'm not consumed by that. You know what I mean? Right. And my kids will say like, dad, why don't you ever play or you can play anytime that you want. It's like, no dude, like I don't need to be playing. You know what I mean? Like I got plenty of time to do other things. You know what I mean? Like I'll spend this time with you, but like, I'm not going to allow it to consume me. Right. You know? And I think that's one thing that, um, we kind of need to discuss is like, what is, what is it that people, men are allowing to occupy their time, right? Like what, like for me, golf, I absolutely love golf. My kids don't play golf. My wife doesn't play golf, but it's, Hey, I want to go golfing. Like that's my time. I want to go do that. And, but what, what is, what is losing out? when I do that, right? That's sure. four hours that I go out there and play golf at a minimum four hours. Right. And what, what is that taken away from? That's taken away from time with my wife, my kids. And, you know, there's so many things that men pursue so hard that if they would take half of that energy and put it towards pursuing God, it would, their lives would be drastically changed, right? Like whether it's money, whether it's their career, whether it's sports, whatever it is, there's always something. 
fashion, you know, there's always something that we as men look to as like, that's our thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so many things that we get from growing up from our childhoods that like, well, this is what I learned as a child was what made a man. Well, I'm going to sit down and watch football every Sunday and yell at the TV, or I'm going to go hunting during hunting, whatever the case may be. But what, what is, what are you doing with that time? Is it, are you including your kids and your family in that? Or are you just going out on your own and leaving your wife to do it all? Right. Um, And I think there's got to be a balance too. You know what I mean? Where I know like, so, you know, the thing that I have for me is going to the gym. You know what I mean? Like I, there's certain days that I go and like, that's the thing. And my boys aren't old enough to go right now. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'll still wake up three o'clock in the morning and people that are on my Facebook, see it. You know what I mean? Like I'll wake up and I'm at the gym an hour and a half, two hours. Like I'll give them my sleep. Cause I don't want to give up that time with my family. You know what right. I mean? And, and it's like, I, I don't, you know, and, and I battle it sometimes. Cause it's like, that's the only outlet that I have. Cause you know, working and everything else. And it's like, and there's times where it's like, and my wife knows it. She's like, you didn't go to the gym. Like you need to go. Cause if not, you're going to be grumpy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then there's other times like, no, I'm not going to go. You know what I mean? Cause like, if I woke up late, that's my bad. If it was really important to me, then I would have just woken up. Right. You know what I mean? But we do have to have those balances too, because like, we have to have those things where it's like, Hey, like every once in a while, I need to go out and do this. I need to get with a group of guys. You know, you and I were talking about discipleship, you know what I mean? And it's like, dude, I think, and this is kind of like, you know, kind of off topic. We weren't really talking about this, but like, I, I do think like in church settings, like we do a disservice to guys because we have guys sit at, you know, like a men's Bible study sitting around, you know what I mean? Like girls do trying to discuss things. And it's like, that's, you know, like that whole like process is set up for women and it works perfectly for them. It doesn't work for guys. You know what I mean? And if you walk into those settings sometimes, sometimes it, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's not beneficial. Like it is, you know what I mean? But like, I would, me personally, I would much rather go in and do something and, and get away and go with a couple guys somewhere and yeah, maybe go kill something or maybe go do whatever, you know what I mean? And then talk about scripture and talk about stuff and, and let that come out organically as opposed to, you know, here we are, we're just going to sit around a circle and talk about our feelings or talk, you know what I mean? Right. And that's, I, I completely agree with you. Like my mind is going nuts right now of like all these things like, man, we could totally do X, Y, and we can go, we can go out and shoot some guns. We can go, whatever yeah. the case may be. Let's just go, go on a hike. Let's do something yeah. that um, is more, uh, not rewarding, but more engaging for men. Like it's not, it's like you said, like we don't want to sit around and talk about feelings, right? Like, but you take us out and take a, let's go to the lake and let's go fishing as we're sitting there, as the sun comes up and you see that glorious sunrise that our creator made, like that's easy to just get into that conversation. Whereas when we sit, it's hard, it's hard right now, me and you, right? Like look at battling temptation, right? Like that was (laughs) like, it's hard to just sit here and talk. Like that's not easy for men to do. And going back to discipleship, like that was one thing, like when we were talking about it, like I told you, it's like, that's what I feel like we're failing as men and as a church, right? Like we're not, when I got saved, luckily I had you, right? Like mm-hmm. I had you to pour into me. And, but if I didn't have you, when I got saved, I was, would have been coming to church. And I mean, I told you, I, I can remember the day, not the actual date, but I clearly remember like walking into church one day and people like, Hey, Steve, how you doing? Like shaking my hand. I was like, wow. Okay. But it, all the times the previous two years up to that, it was just like I walked in, I sat down, 
during the time of greeting, I shook somebody's hand and, you know, afterwards I left. But it also comes back to me having to put myself out there, right? It wasn't until, and we've talked about this, when you serve, you get so much more yeah. in return than, than serving. So it wasn't until I started putting myself out there serving and, and going to school and ministry, you know, put, putting my time in where people were like, okay, he's here. And I think that, you know, part of it is people are like, is this guy going to really be here? Am sure. I going to invest yeah. time in this guy? Like, you know, but um, I think as men, we need to identify. I mean, you know, when you go to church, when there's somebody new, right? You know, like, hey, I've never seen that guy before. Let me go talk to him. Mm -hmm. You know, let me go introduce myself, say hi. And just that's what um, so many people look at. Uh, I mean, it goes into so many other things, church hurt and, you know, whatnot. But, hey, it doesn't feel like a family when I go to church. I just feel like I'm just a ne another face yeah, in the you're crowd. Going, you're, well, you're, yeah, and sometimes it feels like you're going through the motions. Right. You know what I mean? And I know, like, you know, it, it's beneficial. And I've been in um, where we've had, like, men's prayer breakfast. You know what I mean? And and I think it was Kevin that said it. You know, like, is he, it was either Kevin or Benny. And they're like, hey, you need to uh, – have a Timothy in your life and you need to have a Paul in your life. You know what I mean? So like if you have a Timothy in your life, you're, you're, you're being Paul to them. You know what I mean? So somebody that you're discipling and somebody that's discipling you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you have this uh, relationship with people, you know what I mean? And, and man, there's, there's a ton of people that I go to for different things. Right. You know what I mean? And it, there's not like one person that's like, Hey, you're my mentor for, you know, all these things in my life. You know what I mean? But there are just different guys that I have for different things. And man, I, I'll go to them. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, but I think that's a, a part of the problem too, where like a lot of guys don't want to admit that they need help. That was, and honestly, that was one of the whole reasons for this podcast because sitting in counseling sessions with guys, it, it's like, they'll come in for a little bit, but they don't want to ask for help. They don't want to admit that they're jacked up. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it's like, Hey, you know what? Here, listen to this. Here, here's something that we're putting out. If you, and if you choose to listen to it, great. You know what I mean? And if you don't, at least it's there that you can come to it. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, we, you guys, like we talk so much before each episode, like we almost go through an episode before we record. But one of the things like if you're that if you're one of those guys that is involved in the church and you're not appalled to somebody, then you should you're, you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. Right. Like so don't be a part of the problem. Like reach out to somebody, you know, make yourself available Uh I talked about it in a previous podcast where I was one of those guys that I was a Christian, but I was so disgruntled. Nobody would want to talk to me, right? <laughs> like, so you got to make yourself available and you got to realize, I mean, it takes a lot to look at yourself and say, hey, you know what? I I don't really, I'm not accessible. You know, I, I have that face where I'm just always look angry or whatever. My, that, and that's one of the things my kids told me years before I got saved was like, I don't feel like I can talk to you, dad. You always look like you're mad. You get that resting uh, jerk face. Yeah. That, that's not what we called it back then. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, and that's what it was, was like, I always look like a jerk, but I'm also just naturally a reserved person. Sure. Right. Like I don't, I don't want to admit my faults. I don't want to talk about my feelings. You know, I'm, I spend a lot of time just in my own head and it takes a lot for men to Take do that inward look and say, hey, okay, I need to change something here. I need to do something differently. And I'm so envious of people like Will who can just talk to anybody, right? And I, I thank God for Will because he is that person who will make me talk to somebody who, sure. hey, 
that's the guy you need to talk to right there. And I'm like, well, you could have answered that question. Why are you, why are you sending them to me? Whether it's with work or with church, whatever the case may be. But like, that's what I think we need to, one of the things we need to do as men is like, be willing to look at yourself and admit that, Hey, I'm pursuing all the wrong things in my life. I need to make some changes and make those changes. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It's like, cause here's the thing, man, you can't, what, what is it? Like you can't, you can't gripe about the problems and solve them at the same time. It's going to either be one or the other. So if you're not solving problems, chances are you're just complaining. You're about just complaining it. about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And come on, man, like nobody wants to be that guy. You know what I mean? And it's like, you have the opportunity to, to, to do something and to make change. You yeah. know what I mean? But you know, a lot of the times like, yeah, you have, you have to humble yourself and say, you know, Hey, will you disciple me? Or like, Hey man, I really don't know this passage or Hey, will you come and get, you know, coffee? Like my boy, Aaron, I remember one time he came up to me and was just like, kind of talking to me and like, without saying like, Hey man, I got this stuff going on. He's just like, Hey, we need to get together. It's like, all right, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, let's get together. And like him and I have like, that's one of my boys, dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, his family's real tight and we can just talk and it's like, Hey man, we just hang out. You know what I mean? And it's just like, if you don't have people in your life, you're going to try to be doing it by yourself. And you know what? That's a lone wolf. And, and yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the problem. That's what Hollywood paints. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, this lone, you know, wolf, this lone soldier. And it's like, dude, that's not realistic. You know what I mean? Dude, the greatest times for me in the Marine Corps were with my boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though the, the, the work that we were doing was, was terrible and, and like all the adversity and lack of food, lack of supplies and like all the stuff, you know what I mean? But man, the stories that I had with my boys, you know what I mean? Like I, we have a a group chat and like, we can hit each other up anytime. You know what I mean? That's one of the things, uh, as I mean, in the Marine Corps, in the army leadership, one of the ways you build a team is through shared hardship. Oh yeah, dude. Right? Like when you're going through the suck, that's when you and your buddies <laughs> get really close, oh, right? Yeah, and sure. and it, just think about that from a life perspective, right? Like chances are and we've seen so far with 10 episodes of this podcast, we are going we're all going through the same things, right? We some of us might not have reached certain points yet, but we're all going through the same things, the same hardships. If we share them, guess what? We're building that team, right? Like, let's talk about that. Let's, let's be there for each other. If you're in a position, reach out. I mean, it hasn't, it was this podcast that people started reaching out to me like, Hey, Steve, I don't, I don't really understand this, this Bible verse. Well, well, guess what? I'm not a pastor, but I will dig in with you and let's, let's figure it out together. Or I'll put you in contact with somebody who can, and, you know, let's, be that for each other. And there's, there's gotta be things, right. And we talked about this before we started recording, there's things that we should be doing, right. Like a basic, a couple of basic steps that we should be doing as men in order to grow our relationship with Jesus to be more Christ-like, right. It's, uh, I got it from a book that I downloaded last night and started listening to, um, called Warrior. Um, and the three things he talks about is being in the word, right? So reading your Bible, you don't have to read an entire chapter. You don't have to read an entire book, carve out some time to, to read, read the scriptures, right? That's how you're going to grow. Like it says in the Bible and I'm going to have to find it because now it just popped in my head, but it says that, that Jesus is the word. Mm-hmm. Right, like first John. First, well, it's, it's, in, it's in John, John chapter, chapter one, one, right? John yeah. chapter so one. John chapter one. So Jesus is the Word. So okay, the, how are we going to know Him through His Word, right? And then prayer, 
let's talk to them. You know, you, every, every relationship we have is based in communication, right? Like if you don't communicate with somebody, you can't have a relationship with them. Right. And then worship. I mean, whether that's listening to music, whether that's going on a hike and, you know, just being in creation, whatever the case may be, you need to worship, right? You do those three things and that's a great start. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the, Basics, is especially what, if you're not doing any one of those things right now. You know right. what I mean? If you're, in, or even if you're doing one of those things, incorporate the other things into it also. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, even with prayer, like you said, you know what I mean? Like when you're praying, that's good. But if you're not reading your Bible, because here's the thing with prayer, then that's only one person communicating. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, God will speak to you, but you know how He speaks? He speaks through His Word. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're just praying, then guess what? You're just complaining. You know what I mean? And it's not until you're reading your Bible and you're getting that interaction back and forth and knowing what to pray and the Holy Spirit working in your life and settling you in things on how to pray. Like, hey, you know what? A lot of that prayer just sounded selfish. You know what I mean? Maybe I should be praying through, you know what I mean? And and looking at different things, you know? And I think that, I think a lot of men, and and for me, right? Like, I'll just say for me, prayer confused me. Right. Like I grew up Catholic. So prayer was getting on your knees and praying, uh, you know, crossing your hands, praying the rosary, you know, whatever the case may be. And um, all it is is communication with God. Right. Like you, you don't have to close your eyes because I know that I pray a lot while I'm driving and I'm talking to God. Like uh, I'm not closing my eyes, (laughs) you know, like you don't have to close your eyes. You don't. You know, you don't have to be somewhere special, but be in constant communication with them. And um, I saw a video one time that like, and I'm not saying that there's a set way to pray. I mean, Jesus does lay it out for us, um, but with the, just to make it easy for myself, like I use the acronym pray, like P, praise them, right? R, repent, uh, A, um, ask like so whatever I'm feeling like I need if if I don't need to ask for anything you know and why yield like listen listen in the gaps listen for what it is he's trying to speak to you right like those those four things really helped me kind of guide like how I want to pray like I'm praise them you know repent of the things that I've that I need to repent for ask for what I need from me my family my friends and then just listen mm-hmm. listen for him to communicate with you. And, um, I'd love to say it was like a big booming voice of thunder, you know, but that's not usually what is it, what it is. It's usually my own thoughts, right? Like remembering the scriptures that I've read, like, oh yeah, I got you, God, you know? Um, so I think that was something for me that, because the whole me, so you guys know me praying you guys out at the end of this was because I wouldn't pray like out loud ever. Right. So that's where like, Hey, I need to get better at this. So let me do that. Let me pray at the end. Right. And Bobby prays before we start every time we just don't have that recording. We just, before we hit record. (laughs) So, um, I think that is something that, you know, recognizing what you need to do and taking steps to do it. Right. Like, Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and here's the thing, like, you know, and, and, and just even thinking about that, you know, being being a man, like, so, you know, we're talking to husbands, 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And even the single guy, like as a single guy, if you're not doing that now, you're not going to do it when you, you get into a family. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, so, you know, if we look at the person, the single person that's listening to this, or even if any of our high schoolers will listen to this, yeah. you know what I mean? Because some of our high school guys listen to this. And it's like, look, you need to be doing this now. Like the man, you know, the, the, the boy is, or the man is in the boy. You know what I mean? And so you being at that stage, whether you're, you know, a, a teenager or you're a young adult, or maybe you're 30 and, and single or engaged or whatever, you know what I mean? Like those things happen now. And what you do now is going to reflect on what you're going to do later on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to have to be like this guy where you go through something hard in your family. You know what I mean? And now that's causing you to wake up. You know what I mean? And now that's causing you to to get to the place. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you came to me. You know what I mean? Why? You didn't come to me because everything was, you know, hunky-dory. You came to I me. Was be- searching. Yeah, because you were hurting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, man, my family's in shambles right now. You know what I mean? When I went to my neighbor, you know what I mean? It was on the heels of, like, my wife had already gotten saved and, and, and started changing. Like, I knew I needed to change. You know what I mean? Had I done it beforehand, you know, and had somebody in my life to really guide me, you know what I mean? It, it would have It would have helped my family not gone through a whole bunch of hurts you know what i mean and so like hey if you're single now like you need to get and those are easy things right prayer worship and and read your bible three easy things that you can start doing and then on top of that then you can start working on other things you know what i mean like getting involved and serving and and doing doing some other things you know what i mean but the direct reflection of 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 like being a man is coming to um your your ability to i don't know lead in situations first most importantly leading your life mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like the bible all through you know especially the new testament it's like hey if if you're going to be any kind of um have any responsibility in a church like you need to look for people you know paul tells timothy paul tells titus you know what i mean like hey if there's going to be people that are going to be responsible for a church hey you need to look to their family you know what I mean? Because a lot of guys end up showing up and it's like, hey, they're great business people. Or, hey, you know what? They're like super available and super helpful at church. But for me personally, I'm looking and seeing like, hey, what does their wife look like? If their wife is has a sour attitude, like, hey, dude, like I'm glad that you're helping out here, but there's something that's going on behind the scenes. You know what right. I mean? And it's like, you, you know, I had heard this, you know, uh, years ago where it was like, hey, uh, uh, a woman can't get you in a position of leadership, right? Like, it's not like your wife is going to get you into leadership, but a woman can keep you from being into leadership. You know mm. what I mean? And it's like, so what kind of husband are you? Because, man, if you see a, a a woman that's like always happy and always positive and everything else, and like the husband looks like he's good to go, then you know that's coming from from him. You know mm. what I mean? But if you see a guy that's like, like really good, like really dependable and all this other stuff, but his wife has a sour attitude constantly, it's like mm, something else is going on. Like, dude, you're, you have other priorities and your family isn't the priority and your wife is sour about it. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's huge is making sure, um, especially when it comes to church. Right. And like you said, with serving and stuff like that, like if you're, if your intent is to gain stature within the church, then you're not doing it for the right reason. Sure. So if you're, if your family is suffering because you're not willing to spend the time with them and, and take care of them, then you shouldn't 
move up yet. You need to take care of that. And that's in scripture. I mean, that, uh, you already said that, like it's in Timothy, right? Like Timothy and Titus, yeah. Yeah, you need to look at like, like, that's how the church should be looking for their leaders is looking at their family. If you can't manage your household, you can't manage a church. You can't manage a Bible study, a, a youth group. You can't manage that. Like you need to manage your family. And it's not, that's not to say that, you know, especially with your kids, right? Like your kids are going to rebel, they are. I mean, but because they're their own people, but you and your wife definitely should be on the same page. If your wife isn't, is feeling like, Hey, you're neglecting us for the church, not for God, for the church and your position, then there's something wrong. Right? Well, dude, I'll, I'll give you perfect examples. Even in my life. Like I remember, um, so at this point I was doing young adults and, and we had known that the calling was coming. We just, we just, we knew it. Like I had kind of felt it. And then my wife had kind of like validated. It, and there was some, uh, a few other people that had said some things where I was like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess this is the way it's going. You know what I mean? And I remember my wife telling me like, so at the time my stepson didn't want anything to do with me. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't reach out to me. We didn't have a, a good relationship at that time. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I remember my wife telling me, like I was leading young adults and like, like, building relationships with the, with the, with the men that were in young adults and the people and all that other stuff. And she's like, it's sad to see, dude, it, and it was heartbreaking. She's like, but it's sad to see. She's like, how willing you're, you're, you are for these, these people. You know what I mean? She's like, but when's the last time you reached out to JJ? And I was like, dude, and you're like, like, pure, you know, first of all, like shot, you know what I mean? And then second of all, it, you know, what, what's my thing? I'm going to defend myself where it's like, yeah, but he wants nothing to do with me. You right. know what I mean? Like even when I have reached out or even when we're together as a family, she's like, yeah, but you still don't make that time. Like how, you know, she's like, here, if you're called to be a pastor, how are you going to reach out for all these people? But look at where your family's at. And dude, she was right. She yeah. was right. And so, and guess what I did? I started reaching out more to him and just saying stuff and I wouldn't get a response back, but you know what? I was taking care of my family. Right. You know what I mean? At that, at those points, you know what I mean? And like now, man, I'm the one that's teaching him how to drive. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? And it's like, we have, like, we have a good relationship now, but it's like, you know, and she was absolutely right in that sense, you know, and just, and just checking me like, Hey, like, don't lose sight of it. Cause it's so easy to get these accolades from all these people that are like appreciating you for the stuff that you're doing. You know what right. I mean? And it's easy like, Oh, cool. Well, I'm just going to pour into them. You know, but, you know, I said before, like, what good does it, does it do you if, you know, the rest of the world is, is, is praising your name, but your family is like suffering. Right. You and know I, what I mean? I like think. The tank is empty. What, I think one of the super important things, especially for any ladies that are still listening, is to speak up. When that's happening, speak up. Like, I mean, I know Kim has, has done the same thing to me, um, maybe not in the same way, but she tells me like, hey, I need you to be home. I need you to concentrate on us, the family a little bit more. And I mean, Deanna Thursday night told me, Steve, send my husband home. Like, because oh, yeah. we were, we were talking about the podcast where we were, well, we weren't even talking about the podcast, but that's what was, what we started with. And she's like, Hey, I don't got any kids here. Send my husband home right now. Like I want to spend time with my husband. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Like he's on his way. Don't shake me. Right. Like, <laughs> but like that, that needs to like, if you like women, you need to, Hey, speak up. Like, I know it says like in the Bible, like, you know, what, like the roles, but guess what? Like the men and women are, are equal and th there might be different roles, but especially in the marriage, like, Hey, 
I need you here or. Well, and, and there you go. You know what I mean? Like, so yes, because somebody's probably going to hear what you said, but they're not listening to what you said. You know what I mean? Like it's not equal. No, it, it's not equal. Like, yes, there, there is headship. Okay. Right. There is headship. But at the same time, like you better not be leading your family. Here's another thing. I mean, we might have to do two part, two parts for this, this yeah. episode. You know what I mean? But like you, as a man, you better not be leading your family with an iron fist. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. better not be like, oh, I'm the man and I'm the one that makes the decision. I'm the ones that like, that is not, you know what I mean? Like, yes, there is headship in a family. There is that. But you know what I mean? Like, that should not be the way that you're leading. Right. You know what I mean? Because that is that is the wrong way to lead, you know, your family in that sense. And and it is like, hey, man, when when my wife texted you, I didn't go home and like, why are you texting Stephen? Tell him like, we were busy talking. It was like, no, dude, like, you're right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because she had already texted me and called me. And was like, yeah, I'm trying to wrap things up. Well, her reaching out to you, you're like, dude, go now. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? like, we'll lock up. Go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I, I think, yeah, there is within that relationship, there are roles. And that's what, that, you know, like you are men, we are called to lead our families. And, but that's why we all, there's also the scripture, like, don't be unequally yoked, right? Sure. Like, so be, that's your partner and the person that you're you're going on this journey with. You guys became one when you got married and in God's eyes, right? So like you're working it as one. Like you have your role, but you're working it as one. And women should should say to their husband like I mean there's a there's a a fine line between, you know, speaking up when something is is not right within the family unit and being just like uh un- oh god i don't nag. even yeah, yeah. Like, want to say it. <laughs> like being a, being a nag right yeah. like saying like hey you all, like yeah yeah but even and check this out like even if a woman is nagging right guess what there's a reason there's a reason why yeah. dude you know what i mean like hey husbands that's your fault that's why a lot of husbands don't well, like coming in and do counseling with me because it's like, no, do you like, hey, guess what? Like 100% of what's going on in here, like you need to take responsibility for. Not saying that you're the only one to blame, but you have to take responsibility for why she's, you know, feeling the way. Like, look at this story illustrates it, right? Like she had to take control of the vehicle. Why? Because he mm-hmm. failed to do what he was doing. You know right. what I mean? And a lot of marriages are like that. Like, I, I, unfortunately, I know a lot of marriages that are like that, where the woman is leading the family and the guy is kind of like, well, she's just, she's just going to do what she wants. And if I step in and or whatever, and it's like, no, dude, that's not her role. Like, she's doing like, and it's funny because Deanna and I were talking about this before. You're like, she's doing that. Like, you need to look at her family line. You know what I mean? Like, if that's the way it was when you guys got married, like, you got to look at, like, how was her dad, you know, uh, you know, for Deanna, she was previously divorced. You know what I mean? So a lot of the stuff that she was, like, the way that she was living her life in our marriage in the beginning was because of her trying to protect herself and protect her kids. You know what I mean? And that's why she was doing that. And guess what? I wasn't leading the way I should have been. So she like definitely had to overcompensate. Here you go. Overcompensate for that whole situation. You know what I mean? And it wasn't really until like I surrendered my life and I really truly like got things in order and and was focused on on being the man that I was supposed to be was where it was like, yeah, I need you to do this because I like this is not my role. You know what I mean? And I asked my wife, I was like, do you think like women want to be led? Or do you think that they want to be the ones leading? And she's like, she's like, no girl wants to do all the leading. 
She's yeah. like, she's like, uh, you know, maybe the way that I word it, because I was like careful how I worded it. She's like, like, she's like, no woman wants to be the one that's leading the family. She's like, that wasn't our desired role. Now, she, that's not to say some women don't do it and don't think that their husbands are capable. You know what I mean? And, and that's why they're in that role. But ultimately, like, it is so much easier for the woman to be what she's supposed to be, the way that God created her to be, as opposed to trying to take on the role that her husband is supposed to be doing. And still do her role. And still do her role. Right. Yeah, man, absolutely. That's what I think, um, you know, I heard uh, Deanna, when we did the the couples episode, maybe, what, maybe we were talking about battling temptation, but one of the things that was, that I remember her saying was like, I had to look at what, what I was, what was I upset about? Like, granted, there was things that you could change, right? But there was also things that she could change. And um, I think that's real important when we start talking about like, when it comes to, to nagging or, you know, like, yeah, there, there are things that both usually both parties need to fix, right? But ultimately, the man of the, the family, the, the leader of the household is responsible, right? Like there's things that men need to do. And I, I think we are going to have to do a second one because there's so many things that we could lay out here mm-hmm. and we didn't come into this one wanting to go specifically into marriage, but just, Hey men, do your, do, do these things, you know, get in your word, pray and worship, at least do those three things before you determine what uh what else you need to do whether it's serving or or whatever right but do these things get get a a basic foundation of living your life for Christ for God and and then adding to that cuz i think that's where so many of us go wrong with I mean, I look at myself, right? Like I wasn't doing those three things. I got saved and I wanted to jump in. I wanted to do all these things. I wasn't reading my Bible every day. I wasn't praying every day and I wasn't worshiping every day. I was doing maybe one of those things every day, maybe depending on the day of the week, right? But it's about looking at your life and saying what is important, right? Well, and think about you weren't doing those things, Not, and I hope I didn't cut you off, but like think about it, you weren't doing those things, but you also didn't have anybody guiding you into that. Like, right. hey, man, you got saved and, and you gave your, li- your life, but like you, you needed to come to a place too also where you were asking, like you came to me and I was still reaching out to you like after you came and like, hey, man, I'm praying for you guys and you know what I mean? Still kept in contact, but it's like I didn't know what you needed. Like, hey, man, you have to get to a place where you're going to humble yourself and be like, hey, what do I do now? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what am, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, even the guy that led me to the Lord, like, I did ask him, you know, like, well, what do I do next? You know, and 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 maybe I didn't ask, like, more specific questions on, on like, how to, like, hey, hey, disciple me. You know what I mean? But it, it was um, – but, you know, he just kind of like pointed me in the direction and I was like, okay, well, then I guess that's what I need to do. You know what I mean? And I didn't have like somebody holding my hand and, and we don't need somebody to hold our hand. But like, man, I think of my boy Philip, man. And, and and he's like, dude, he has no problem like texting me, calling me. What's up? I'll reach out to him. You know, because he'll tell me too, like, hey, phone works two ways. I'm like, you're, dude, you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? And I get just as much out like having that conversation with him. You know what I mean? As, as he does, I know he's like, he probably thinks that he gets much more out of it than I do, but it's not, man. It's like, it's mutual. And just being able to like, hey, like, what should I do? What should I read next? What should I get into? Like, do you have anything to recommend? Because there's people that have gone in front, you know what I mean? And, right. and to do those things. So you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got saved and you're like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Like, everything has changed now. Right. 
you know what I mean? And to think like, how do I continue this? Like we need to continuously be changing because guess what? We've brought in all of our selfishness into this relationship. And and the whole Bible is about self-denial, not self-fulfillment. You right. know what I mean? And and I guarantee you that like, if you look at anything that's going on in your marriage or in your life, if you're a single dude and looking at what's going on in your life, like, why are you single? Now, if you were called to singleness, that's cool. You know what I mean? And if that's the case, that's all right. But even then, you still need to have people that are within your life to help sharpen you. Right. You know what I mean? Because you, I mean, if you're single, like you're living life for one person and that's yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you don't, you know, like I'm grateful that I'm married because my wife is the one that keeps me in check. Right. You know what I mean? If I didn't have that. And I think that's what, like, where I was going was like, hey, like after I got saved, like, okay, I'm on fire. And I came to church and then there was six other days out of the week. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't doing anything extra. I wasn't reading extra. I wasn't every now and then I would listen to the Christian radio station or whatever the case may be, but I didn't change anything. Right. Like the change was I got saved. I knew that there was more that I needed to do. I didn't reach out asking and I was just like, okay, what, what, what is next? And, but I didn't want to give up golf, football, whatever the case may be, right? Well, whatever those other things that were happening in those six days, my job, my career, like I wasn't willing to sacrifice any of my time for what just changed in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what is super important is like, Hey, those three things, like I'm not telling you guys to sit down for three hours a day, like yeah. an hour of word, an hour of prayer, an hour of worship. I'm saying like, Hey, wake up 10 minutes early, read some of your Bible, pray about it, meditate on it. And when you're on your way to work, listen to worship music, right? Like that's not that difficult in my eyes. I mean, at the time I didn't think about like, I wasn't where I am now. I, it was it was like just like I didn't know what to do. And if you are struggling, reach out, right? If you don't know what to do or where to go, ask somebody. Like mm -hmm. it's not that difficult. Like we tell our kids all the time, like there's no such thing as a stupid question. Well, how come as adults we're not willing to ask a question? Yeah, for sure. Right? Well, because like, of our pride, man. There yeah. you go. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like Diesel says, the three hardest things for a person to say is, uh, uh, what is it? Like I, it's my fault or no, I'm sorry. I need help in Worcestershire sauce. Diesel. But you know what I mean? And it's like, but it's true, man. Like how many people are like, they can't say I'm sorry. You know what I mean? One. And then two, ask for help. You know what I mean? That is, that is super hard. You know and I think I mean? that especially as men, because that's what society tells us. We shouldn't need help. Right. Yeah, like we're sure. men. But. So we're, we're, let's cut it off. We're like right at the 45 mar uh, minute marker. So here, here's some tools. Right. So you can start and we'll go into into the next episode. We'll end up going into uh, looking at this, looking at some bad leaders, some bad men in the Bible that should have been good, godly men, but kind of blew it. And you will look at their family life. And then we'll also look at things like that. The Bible comes directly like we we kind of talked about it, but we'll open up scripture and talk about specifics on, hey, man, look, this is what the Bible says. And, and this is how we're to look at it. So I think with, you know, with what Steve said in the sense of, hey, pray, worship. And read your Bible, and and do that, and and you start doing that, and and here's 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 the thing, like don't go into you know I talked to you right before we started recording about you know when we had a uh, Ed Taylor come and do a men's conference here where he told 
you know, he told the guys, he's like, hey, you guys are going to be all on fire for this. And you're going to say, all right, I got to get this, this this stuff right. Like, it's my fault that my family's in the situation that it's in. So we need to stop, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Like, you can't be like a, a bull in a china shop. You know right. what I mean? Like, you need to do it first. You know what I mean? Like, you can't give to your family what you don't have yourself. You know what I mean? Or even as a single guy, like, hey, man, you can't, you can't um, start doing anything in your life or evangelizing or whatever the case may be until you like you prime yourself with that. So start focusing on that right now. You know, it'll be another week before the next podcast comes out, but you know, start focusing on that for yourself and then kind of start trying to work your family into it. And, And if you're married, especially your spouse, you know, apologize and say, Hey, I haven't been the man, like even the, like the guy in this story, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you download the the sample for resolution for men, like that's in the, that's in the sample. I mean, you can read that in the preview. I mean, if you get the book, it's a great book that lays out a whole bunch of stuff. If you have an opportunity to watch the movie courageous, like if you want to watch something with your family, like watch that, or even as a single guy, watch that, you know what I mean? Like something there, that's a part of worship too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what's something that I can get that's going to motivate me and move me in the right direction of what it looks like to be a man of God, to, to, what does it look like to man up? To man up. There it is (laughs) right there. You know, so, uh, guys, that's some basic principles and tools. And then, uh, and then, uh, next week's podcast, we'll go ahead and, and, and look at some, some practical lessons that the Bible gives us on, on what to do and some tools on, and give you guys direction on where to turn to. Amen. Cool. Go ahead, Dean. (laughs) Bring us out. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together as two men trying to just share our struggles and the things we've learned with other men and and with women that may be struggling with um, different men in their life. Um, we ask that during this time that our country has kind of fallen apart and nobody really knows what direction it's going, that you give us the peace and and grace of your knowledge and your wisdom, Lord, and that there that there are roles, that there are two genders, and that men are called to be leaders and um, of their families, uh, of their household. And we ask that you equip them with the wisdom and the knowledge they need through your word, Lord, to be the men that they're called to be. And we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.